10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hibbledy bibbledy bends, and welcome to Are We Friends? (laughs) 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 Uh, This is Welcome to Are We Friends, the podcast where three boys go through their interests one at a time who've known each other for 10 years to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. This week, we are talking about an interest of mine, your co-host, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) It's so easy. I'm your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where I do the introduction perfectly every single time. I Dude, I literally, I have no idea how it goes. I always think you're doing (laughs) fine. Because he screws it up. No, but this. But then uh, he jumps into stuff and jumps out of stuff. It's not till you back in. It's never until you get to the end of it that I'm like, I feel like you missed some. <laughs> That's honestly it. He could absolutely fudge his way through it if he didn't start going. And today we're talking about a top. Like once he gets into that, then it's the intro is over and you've definitely missed something. Yeah. Oh no, almost every time. <sighs> it's one of those things so I can feel <laughs> my brain cross its eyes when I do it. It just <laughs> oh, kind of yeah, go dumb. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll so just, I'll keep talking and just cool. And backtrack. Go back right now. <laughs> He's also been geeking himself out over that intro. Oh, God. He didn't let us know ahead of time what it was going to be, but, like, that's what you were fucking like. Yeah. I just, it was the idea of saying hibbledy bibbledy bends. And I was just <laughs> Don't. cracking myself up yeah. about that. Well, I started laughing because, like, in order to help him not laugh, I decided not to look at him while he was doing it. And yes. I look over to the side of the room. And there's a fucking, like, middle school desk on the side of this fucking office. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a real... <laughs> Where the fuck did you steal this desk? This is, like... I'm just, like a nearby middle school, probably. It's not, like, one probably. of the flip-up ones. It's the ones that are, like, metal on the bottom, and it's, like, a horrible, like, scratched-up wood thing on top, and you slide your, like, notebook in there, you know? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, the one where you could sometimes find an extra pencil laying in the little sill there, but you never really wanted Ooh, to take it because it would have, like, a quarter inch of lead left in it. I was going to say, it, the only lead was the little part poking out, and if you pulled on it, it was... Tiny, and then you just threw it away on accident because you well, forgot about it. Yep. It's also, they like they spent sizable government funds looking for the ugliest gray they <laughs> yeah, could find because <laughs> it really is one of those things you look at it and it's like, no, it's like a bluish, blackish, brownish, grayish. Gross. It's just I like think, I, like I, I can't every time I look at it. Just depression gray. I'm sorry, it's, it's making <laughs> like, me sadder yeah, looking like, at I it. Know. Just <laughs> no. Imagine the public education system. Like how you felt in the public education system. They nailed it. That's the color of <laughs> I it. Just like, say, I'm getting memories of school, but not even like bad or good memories. Just like sitting at my desk memories where nothing yeah. was happening. No yeah. thoughts were in my head. I'm like. Stop transporting me to the most boring times in my life. Yeah, was school actually fine and they've just been psychologically yeah. attacking us through color theory the whole time? Yeah. With those bright, bright whites. Like, the desk is the color of forgetting your homework. Like, it's, it's, it's awful. Just like a minor stress whenever you look at it. So what are we talking about today? So actually, I think the school is a nice segue in. Today we are talking about something I've wanted to talk about with you guys for a while. Um, I am really interested in storytelling. Like, I'm, I've always been a storyteller. I'm a family of storytellers. Should write more. I should write more. <laughs> I, I have written stories. Uh, but I want to talk about specifically, like, the stories that we use to raise people. Like fables, like folk tales, those kinds of stories. You know, the... Oh, I thought we were talking about threats then. At yeah, that I was going to say... If you were saying you, raising people, did yeah. Did you mean our... A-I-S-E or R-A-Z-E? Yeah, that's... <laughs> A-I-S-E. <laughs> Little column A, yeah. a lot of yeah. column B. The one we... The stories that we tell that we think are good for development, which, as I'm going to talk about later, I don't think are good for development. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's not that storytelling isn't good. I think storytelling itself, but the stories that, for whatever reason, like, stick with us, some of these could be better. Well, what, I, what I'd always heard is that, like, old fables are a way that help children to like learn to deal with the unknown in like a safe or like scary things in like a safe way um i particularly hear about that from people talking about how horror films do the same thing for adults i would say Hmm. sure but i want to read you a little story here um then you just tell me what is unknown and being protected by the first of many (laughs) stories that we will read this is by heinrich hoffman it's called the story of little suck-a-thumb 
To be clear, oh. I can, I'm looking at the pieces of paper, and they are they look short. Okay, so yeah, oh, this yeah, isn't no, I'm not a surprise. I Taylor promise, short. Yeah, yeah, I promise I will yeah. stop him if things get crazy. No, it's not going to be like a <laughs> chapter one. Yeah, I'm just going to rip them out of your hands and throw them away. <laughs> I meant to lick my finger, and I accidentally licked the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I did that yeah, right excellent. There, yeah, because so, we'll move you over to Audible if that's really I'm what you want to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I did volunteer for a little bit uh, for. Oh God! What the hell are they? Called? I was like LibriVox. Uh, I was a LibriVox reader. Really? Um, yeah, I did one. Uh, I don't know if it ever got published or like because it was one of those mm-hmm. like everyone reads a section of it, but they only publish it if the whole thing is done. So I don't know if it got, where it is. Yeah. Just, just like kinda... how Ed Kemper narrated a bunch of audiobooks. Oh, God, that is yeah. dark. He's a imagine? serial killer for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah. yeah, there's an excellent portrayal of him on Mindhunter. I forget what that actor's name is, but uh, he, Cameron oh, he's, Britton. He yeah, he's really it. good. He's yeah. So good. You imagine that, like, you know, like, oh yeah, I fell in love with, I don't know, Arthur Conan Doyle. There was just this one reader who is—he was a murderer. He was—he killed serial. his mom and fucked his yeah. fucked her head. Say. Like that was <laughs> like, well, yeah, he did. Jesus, yeah, horrid, he did. horrid <laughs> monster. Yes, that's the person, and that's what I'm saying. Which I think, like, okay, let me. Are read you, you read this, this story? little story? So those, those are adult are so, fairy tales. The tale of real. Eddie Kemper. Just don't know it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the tale of little mommy headfucker. <laughs> 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 Eddie's Teddy and what Eddie's Teddy saw. <laughs> Eddie's Teddy Can't saw even... a cat. Eddie's Teddy saw a bat. Please that read the bat rest. hit the cat and Eddie laughed. <laughs> it's just, that's what Eddie's Teddy saw. <gasps> uh, so this is a, a Heinrich Hoffman story. Heinrich Hoffman was a psychiatrist in the 19th century who originally wrote these stories in German because uh, he thought that there were no good children's stories. So he wrote things like this. One day, Mama said, Conrad, dear, I must go out and leave you here. But mind now, Conrad, what I say. Don't suck your thumb while I'm away. The great tall tailor always comes to little boys that suck their thumbs. And ere they dream what he's about, he takes his great sharp scissors and cuts their thumbs clean off. And then, you know, they never grow again. Mama had scarcely turned her back. The thumb was in. Alack, alack. The door flew open. In he ran, the great long leg, red-legged scissor man. Oh, children, <laughs> see the tailors come and caught our little suck a thumb. Snip, snap, snip, the scissors go, and Conrad cries, Oh, oh, oh! Snip, snap, snip, they go so fast that both his thumbs, thumbs are off at last. Mama comes home. There Conrad stands and looks quite sad and shows his hands. Ah, Mama said, I knew he'd come to naughty little suck a thumb. Okay. Okay, there's so much to unpack there. A the few things. F- yeah. Why was it there's so much about Taylor and his cum? It <laughs> 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 seems like that's completely inappropriate. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that it felt like, and it could be wrong, just I was in the frenzy of the story. That felt like the fastest morality judgment ever, and I loved it. I just love the idea that mom goes, Hey, don't suck your thumb. <laughs> turns around. I'm going to do it anyway. Yoinks that thing into his mouth, and then the door bursts <laughs> open. Oh, yeah! And he was ready for him, and he just runs up, hacks those bad boys off. Oh, Mom yeah. turns around. I fucking told you. Yep. Incredible. Well, so Heinrich so Hoffman does German this morality. Every time. Like, there who's, is a, the, who's this author? Heinrich Hoffman. Uh, you'll... This next one is the one you probably might recognize. These are all from a collection called Struel Peter or like Scraggly Peter. It's a Gross. German word. I don't know how yeah. to really pronounce it. But um, Peter. He he it's there's some instruction that a parent gives and you have to follow it exactly. To the and letter. the child fucks up one time and they get irreparably <laughs> killed, damaged, or harmed. That's how each one of these fucking things go. And we've talked about this before. I mean, so he just he's like a newer age guy that was just making up fairy tales right yeah but 1800s I, yeah just well, it's about 100 years after like mother goose was written but mm-hmm. i don't like him because it it's not like he the the bad thing occurs from him sucking his thumbs yeah it does That's just, what makes the scissor man no come. there's just a demon out there <laughs> who loves. wants to steal children's souls if they you know it's, it's different there's like, a demon thumbs, who's been who's been uh wrangled into only allowing or only allowed to take souls under specific conditions so he just has to bait parents into getting their children to start doing these bad behaviors. And then he's just like, now I get you. Yeah, like, yeah. what did he, like, lose a bet with a genie or something? Probably. Like, oh, I just want to snip thumbs off all damn day. I like it I better do it. When, it, when the consequence comes from what they're doing, like their thumb gets stuck I that think, way or something. I think it was you know? just, like this one then. I think it was just God uh, being a little more stringent 
with the devil and his cohorts after the whole Job incident where he was like, do whatever you want to him. Yeah. Like he said, do whatever. And then he saw Job and he went, oh, my, oh, okay, maybe not do whatever. I also next like time. the, like imagining the scissor man as a demon, but like an entry level like intern. Yeah, just, like, like he gets mammon coffee sometimes. <laughs> you know, like it's, 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 uh, so here's a here's another one of the Heinrich Hoffmans. This one's called The Dreadful Story of Pauline and the Matches. Okay. Mama and nurse went out one day and left Pauline alone to play. Around the room she gaily sprung, clapped her hands, and danced and sung. Now on the table close at hand, a box of matches chanced to stand. And kind mama and nurse had told her that if she touched them, they would scold her. But Pauline said, oh, what a pity, for when they burn, it is so pretty. They crackle so and split and flame, and mama often burns the same. I'll just light a match or two, and as I've often seen my mother do. When Mins and Mons, the pussycats, heard All this, right. they held up their paws and began to hiss. Meow, they said. Meow. <laughs> meow. If uh, You'll burn to death if you do so. Your Whoa. parents have forbidden you, you know. But Pauline would not take advice. She lit a match. It was so nice. It crackled so. It burned so clear. Exactly like the picture here. It's her burning a match. <laughs> Exactly like the picture here. She jumped for joy and ran about and was too pleased to put it out. When Mins and Mons, the little cats, saw this, they said, Oh, naughty, naughty miss, and stretched their claws and raised their paws. Tis very, very wrong, you know. Meow, 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 meow. You what? will be burned if you do so. Our mother has forbidden <laughs> you, you know. Now see, oh see, what a dreadful thing. The fire has caught her apron string. Her apron burns, her arms, her hair, and now... Oh, here we go. And then how the pussy cats did mew. What else, poor pussies, could they do? They screamed for help. Twas all in vain. I so, I so then they said, we'll scream again. Make haste, make haste. Meow, meow. She'll burn to death. We told her so. She was so burnt with all her clothes and arms and hands and eyes and nose till she had nothing more to lose except her little scarlet shoes and nothing else but these was found among her ashes on the ground. And when the good cats sat beside the smoking ashes, how they cried. Meow, 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 meow. What did Mama and Nursey do? Their tears ran down their cheeks so fast, they made a little pond at last. Okay, I, I just want to say that I a thousand percent do not believe that was a morality tale. That was a tragic story of a burgeoning arsonist that was neglected by her family and friends and left to her own devices <laughs> and caused her own destruction. I don't yeah, know. That's a, that's how fairy tales work. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a rules lawyer thing of like whatever. She just wanted literally that description of matches. I'm like, oh, you are an arsonist. You I, wanted to do God, that. God, like, look how the flames dance yeah, so seductively. How I beautiful! See it there. I want to watch the flames. But she. Well, I was a kid who that was a cry. That was a cry for help. And those yeah. and those cats well, were just like your mom's gonna be so fucking mad, dude. So I'm and I'm, you're gonna die. I'm doing know. a little bit of analysis here, and this picture is <laughs> definitely one not of a little girl. Yeah, she's not. This little. is like her dad, and I think he's smoking a joint. <laughs> <laughs> so well, this is like uh, back when we when used I to paint me. children that were like, look at the little girl child. You mean Henry the Eighth and a tutu? Like, <laughs> these, you know, like well, tell, tell me why King James looks more like a child than fucking. I guess he was a child in that picture. Little Pauline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there no, it, it's like that classic Einrich. Like, like, do you think these are good types of stories? Like, cool. Don't ever disobey your parents. If you once disobey your parents, you will die. Yeah. You will die. That's how fairy tales work. I know. But like, are these good stories? Not we can't teach really. children like, hey, you know, learn to do the right thing. You're going to mess up sometimes, but we're all in this together. Like, isn't that a more productive fucking... Kids are dumb. <laughs> I... Kids are exactly as dumb I... as you tell them to be. I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, a big a big part of my upbringing was was around like, you know, looking at scenarios when we were watching movies and being asked specifically why do I think certain actions are good or bad, so that I would have to logic everything. Mm -hmm. That sounds incredibly instructive. It was. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be a very bad person if it was not for those types of actions. I did not. I just got like weird horror stories of my mom growing up on the farm, and I didn't know what was right or what was wrong. Just that the world was scary. Like that's that's pretty. Like my mom used to tell me this story where her and her brothers Chucky and Steve were. They had to 
get a chicken for dinner, which means they had to go in the backyard, kill a chicken. And Chucky, the the youngest one, was... Dude, Chucky's a scary name for a kid. <laughs> Dude, <I'm, laughs> I was already terrified. Well, he doesn't like being called Charles or Chuck or anything now, so we call him Uncle Biscuit. So All right. Uh, I, can, I can fuck with Uncle Biscuit. Yeah. I can, yeah. <laughs> I'm not hanging out with Chucky, dude. Well, he was kind of like a nervous kid, so he's holding the a chicken, knife. and he held it he way too tight in the yeah. throat, and then, you know, they yeah. they cut the chicken's head off because that's how you have to kill chickens, and then when he released it, there was still a little air yes. in the windpipe, so the chicken <laughs> went... <laughs> threw the fucking oh, headless no. chicken in the air, ran screaming to his mother. Who thought like this is ridiculous? You had a job to do. <laughs> so like I would just get stories like oh. that all the damn time. Like I don't know what the fuck moral I'm supposed to. Take I was like, there shit. is no moral to that. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a horrid scenario. Don't be a little bitch when you're cutting off chickens' heads. Like I th- there's no Ooh. good thing that comes out of that. Like I'm I sorry. See, to me, the message is be careful because shit can always go worse than you think it can. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Which is how I think about a lot of things, you know? Sometimes people are like, oh, it'll be fine. I'm like, I can think of a lot of ways in which this will not be fine. That is, that was always the one thing when they were like, think of the worst thing that can happen from this scenario. And I'm like, oh, you don't want me to do that. Because they all end with me face down, pantsless, in the sewer drain, dead. Like, and somehow I forgot to go to class in that uh, same scenario. Well, (laughs) as I'm dying, I can just hear the professor three miles away going, Brian, <laughs> late. Uh, Just no. Oh, that's gonna come out of that attendance grade. <laughs> Truancy. <laughs> so no. what? What do you? What do you think would make a better story? What do you? Narrative wise, what do you? What are you thinking? Well, so by the way, there are other fables and fairy tales. Well, no, I've got a couple of uh, like Heinrich Hoffman is not. No, no. I would say he's the extreme example of this like well, it's... format put together. So Cinderella's story, right, is originally yeah. um, a mother goose tale, and that was written by Charles Perrault. Perrault. Yeah, about 100 years before that. I think it's like 1720-something is when those stories were first okay. produced, because it was just popular in the aristocracy to make the shit up. And in that one, <laughs> like the, the sisters you know having big gross ugly feet because yeah. they're big gross meanie people uh can't fit into the shoe so they carve their own feet like to be in the yeah. shape of the glass slipper and horrifying shit like that yeah so like maybe maybe so you know that means cinder I, bu- I mean cinderella when she when she finally gets it just squelches squelches into a blood slips shoe. right in yeah, just- <laughs> oh god <laughs> just right into the shoe it's uh I, I believe it's the little mermaids originally like a Danish story? Yeah, something it's, like uh, that. What's and his name? The, at the end, so she, uh, in that story, she has to convince Prince Charming to like fall in love with her or else she's going to turn into sea foam forever. And she fucking, yes. she loses, dude. Hans she, Christian Andersen. Sorry. There that's, you go. Uh, I got it before I had to Google it. That's who wrote that. <laughs> Anyway, they, thanks for so, letting everybody know you got it before you had to Google it. <laughs> no, I know things. you felt I the win. need to say, <laughs> no, but I'm smart, and I remembered it from my big brain. I am perfectly confident that everyone knows that my very big good brain <laughs> is very big and good. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, those, those stories were all fucked up like that. Yeah. I, I guess that one has a pretty good lesson. Don't sell your soul for a man, I guess. Yeah. That's what it's saying. You know, as often as that's going to happen to you. Well, so like, I, I like... Um, some of the the Aesop's fables, and I've got those here because I feel like those are a little bit more like there's usually less gruesome shit that happens, um, which yeah. is funny. I don't know. Do you guys know who Aesop is? Can I, I? I did some cursory research, some very like you know nail scratching the surface on him. Yeah, and it just it's another it's another Homer. It's yeah, another much. He was like a slave. is it a guy? Is it multiple people? Is it like? Because apparently, like, Aristotle and Herodotus and a couple people have, like, they go, yeah, Aesop was from, I forget where they say, but they're like, he was from here, and he was a slave here. And then, like, 400 years later, another set of guys are like, yeah, he was from there. And he hung out with a bunch of kings and gave them all these letters and did all these diplomatic things and died getting thrown off a cliff in Delphi and cursed all these people. And you're like, okay, you're just yeah. lying now. Like, <laughs> just straight up lying. It's like the guy at a bar who gets the girl's attention, but like it's oh. desperate to keep it, so the story has to keep getting and, more and more insane. And then, and, yes, then, yeah. and, then, and then I met George Bush, and I shook his hand <laughs> at the same BP station but, or but, whatever. <laughs> but know? my favorite part of it, my favorite part of it is, I don't remember, I don't think Aristotle, Herodotus, or anybody, like any of the like early people, who are clo- relatively close to what we're the time frame uh, we're talking about with him, they don't really talk about his appearance too much. 
But like the later guys, especially in the Aesop romance, which is basically just fiction. It's just a fictional. Yeah. It's like a bio, a uh, biopic. Like yeah, complete just fabrications. They cannot stress enough that he was so fucking ugly. Yeah, they're just like, by the way, this dude whose fables everybody loves, he he was totally ugly and. I'm way more handsome than Aesop while I'm writing this, so yeah. you should you should worry about my stories and not Aesop's because he's a big ugly loser who had no friends and what? only talked to animals like an idiot, like a, a dumb ugly idiot. Yes. Fucking, yeah, he's got a face for the equivalent of radio. <laughs> like it's, I yeah. love that the Greeks love to do that. That they're like, okay, she was the most beautiful person in the world. Okay, we're allowed to have that story. Homer, piss ugly. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like a boot with eyeballs. Like the guy was awful. <laughs> Like in every like every fucking or Socrates. You ever seen a statue of Socrates? Yes. He looks like a pug got hit in the face with a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> like he's fucking. He's a he's a disgusting looking man. I always love him because it's always like, yeah, he was also just like a fat lazy dude who was just hanging out with boys by the river talking about stuff. Yeah, hanging. But everyone out. else, yeah. no, they were all super fit doing their thing, and he was just like. Bad. Like just look at me, I'm sexy man. Fupa <laughs> popping out of his toga, just like hello, just being think, annoying. Yeah. Did you know he got it though? Oh yeah, did. of I mean, course he did. Can so, you imagine being spoken to in a dialogue while some fat dude fingers his own belly button? Like, how could you resist? I didn't know what time. he was going to yeah, be fingering in yeah. this tableau <laughs> you're setting up for me. <laughs> Okay, but so I, what did you want to say about, about uh, Aesop? Okay, so I got a, a really short one. So what I like about these is that they're super short. And I think a lot of these have way better lessons. Or if not, you can just kind of laugh at, like, the you know, this is dumb. But this is a famous one. We get a lot of our, like, cultural wisdom from here. So I'm going to read it, and we'll see if you guys can pick up which, uh, which cultural aphorism we have from it. This is called The Milkwoman and Her Pail. A farmer's daughter. Oh, yeah. A farmer's <laughs> dude. Don't edit, editorialize. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. How, how old is she? 18. <laughs> 100%. A farmer's daughter was carrying her pail of milk from the field to the farmhouse when she fell amusing. Quote, the money for which this milk will be sold will at least buy 300 eggs. The eggs, allowing for wow. mishaps, will produce 250 chickens. The chickens will become ready for the market when poultry will fetch the highest price. So by the end of the year, I should have enough money to share my uh, to buy a new gown and in this dress, I will go to the Christmas parties where all the young fellows were proposed to me, but I will toss my head and refuse them every one. At this moment, she tossed her head in unison with her thoughts and down fell the milk pail to the ground, and all her imaginary schemes perished in that moment. Oof. Don't count your chickens before yeah, they hatch. that's exactly, exactly what it is. Yeah, because yeah, it's but literally... It's a, <laughs> but it's a bucket of milk. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why we pulled it's, the, uh, the chicken thing. Don't it's, count it's, your it's, milk before you drop Don't it. count your chickens before they hatch with more steps. One more. Two more. Two more steps. Because it's the milk has to be sold for the eggs, and then the eggs have to hatch, and then. Well, they but as soon as you sell the step. milk for the eggs, you yeah, but you had to get counting. the milk. So I also like the, the first part of, the of that story. was getting the milk. Because I think the real problem is you can't count milk. You can't count milk. It's hard. I have <laughs> one milk. <laughs> well, I've got one also different, bigger yeah, milk. Like <laughs> Uh, no, what I, lo- what I love about the story is that it's just like someone doing mental arithmetic and kind of yeah. imagining, and then, ha, 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 fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's... By, by the way, visually, with no inner monologue, that's just a pratfall. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. is she just... walks over with milk and goes, whoop, and it falls. Yeah. That's it. Like, so Aesop's Hilarious. just sitting, like, leaning against <laughs> like, a fence post, <laughs> sees some poor woman fall ass over apples, just and goes, about... I know what you were thinking, and yeah. it's your fault that you fell. <laughs> 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 Because you I were mean, counting chickens or some love, such, I whatever just love the fuck. Him being a petty bitch, just seeing <laughs> mundane things going. I'm gonna prescribe. I prescribe so much meaning to your stupid, inane, mundane things. Oh yeah. Then speaking of like, fucking, here's a good one for this exact. <laughs> and imagine of- I said a segue. This is called the fox and the grapes. Come on. <laughs> a famished fox saw some clusters of ripe black grapes hanging down from a trestled vine. She sorted to all her tricks to get them, but wearied herself in vain, for she could not reach them. At last she turned away, hiding her disappointment and saying, Grapes are sour, not as ripe as I thought. Okay. Something with sour grapes. I mean, it's, it is where sour grapes comes from. Don't like, have, what, don't, what do you think the moral of that fucking grapes. story is? Wait, hold up. Get over what it? do you mean where <laughs> sour grapes come from? Oh, the like phrase the, the sour expression, grapes. Like he's got a case of sour grapes. The fuck are you talking about? That's like when someone just phrase. has like a shitty attitude. Nobody's like, ever said that to me. I've, 
Do I just have a brilliant yeah. attitude all the time? Because I don't <laughs> fucking think so. Well, I, just, I also feel like you're not the kind of person, even as a child, who is like, I hate this just because you're not good at it or something like that. That's true. But like, all, yeah, I just never heard sour grapes. Yeah. That's a bad one. I don't like that one. Wrong. I think y'all should it's, remove it. It's yeah. Strike it from the record. Strike it from the record. Is there a white people council? You can, <laughs> you can just send this up the flagpole. <laughs> Absolutely, and it ends with Ted Danson. <laughs> we just I was gonna tell him, like, "Hey, I don't think the whites want this anymore, man." Ju- okay, it's cool. I'll talk would, to the council. We would race. send it up, and then we would just get a memo back that said, "Stop having sour grapes." Shit. <laughs> 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 There's like a jelly thumbprint in the corner yeah, too. <laughs> Never mind. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Ooh. Oh man, that's that's a crazy expression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that it, they're insane. Uh, let's that's see. Just, if that just got... makes me think of uh, there's a part in the Bible where gee, they always make Jesus out to be like a cool dude, right? Generally, yes. Yeah, he's walking by. He's hungry. There's a fig tree, and he's like, "Oh, sweet, let me get let me get me a fig," you know? Sure. And he goes over there, and it's not fig season, so there's no figs, and he's like, <laughs> "Man." Fuck this tree, <laughs> and he curses that tree forever to never bear figs again. <laughs> but he it just wasn't it's the tree's fault. It just wasn't March. Like he just couldn't. Hey, you don't fuck with the G's, man. <laughs> like, please, no fucking with G's. And it's uh, yeah. Oh, Christ has got some weird fucking parables that I don't understand. Like, I don't understand what uh, I went to church a little while ago because Emily sings at church for money. Uh, and so I was there to support her on the first one. And there was this story just, For and money. then God said, buy this property. And the man said, but why should I buy this property? And God said, buy the property. Did I fucking stutter? And then there was a battle there. And like, I don't think this property is worth much anymore. Don't sell that property. And then the property was worth something again. The end. Like, yes. what the fuck? No, it's <laughs> just what, it, like, what, why? Because I told you so. Yes. The church, that's, that's the all church it is. loves stories that just the moral is have faith like if it's told to you by this thing listen absolutely Blow it out we are ass. we are spiraling out of time i know right we're sp- yeah <laughs> we're, we're going for dark <laughs> we, waters we are losing audience let's let's get a let's get another one another little Fabla. little tale in here oh this one this one's a good one and i think it really uh this one reminds me of your mom uh, like that sounded the, so aggressive, no, the, by the, the way. Anti, like just... The anti version of your mom. A boy stole a lesson book. This is the thief and his mother. A boy stole a lesson book from one of the school fellows and took it home to his mother. She not only abstained from beating him, but she encouraged him. The next time he stole a cloak and bought it to her, and then she commended him again. The youth advanced to adulthood, proceeding to steal things of still greater value. At last he was caught in the very act, having his hands bound behind him, was led away to the place of public execution. (laughs) Execution. His mother followed in the crowd and violently beat her breast in sorrow, whereupon the young man said, I wish to say something to my mother in here. Excuse me. She came close and quickly seized her ear with his teeth and bit it off. The mother upbraided him as an unnatural child, whereupon he replied, Ah, if you had beaten me when I first stole the book and bought you that lesson, then I would not have come to this, nor have been thus led to a disgraceful death. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah. If you had punished me as a child, I wouldn't be in jail. (laughs) I don't know. I feel Uh, like uh, take responsibility for what you were doing, man. I know, right? I mean, I, I... See some point of that, but like, hey, at a certain point, yeah, knock it the fuck off. I mean, there is, I think you there know, is. like, there's other factors than just your mom. Well, because also, thieves don't stop thieving because they got hit. You know, that's the, they <laughs> thieve more, I feel like, of anything for getting hit. Yeah, I mean, the beating aside, <laughs> but well, like, up for when a child thieving. does something wrong, like, you tell it that you did something wrong. Tell yeah, you tell, tell it. You tell the boy or girl you can child. see how Taylor feels about children. Yeah. <laughs> you tell that little bastard. Tell the little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Look here, you little bastard. You don't do that kind of shit, all right? You know that it's wrong. You did wrong. Shame on you. And now I'm my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit you once for every page in that book. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope thank you enjoyed you, reading. Thank you, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Thank you, mommy. I have another. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, yeah. but like, fuck that story. Ooh. Do you think? Do you think uh, this? That is, one's a little. Uh, I mean, it's also like punish your children if they do shit wrong. Like, don't let your children be spoiled little teach, shits. Yeah, teach them what's fucking right and wrong. That's that's. I'm ta- I'm on the side of psychology, man. Positive reinforcement is the only way. Punishment. Yeah, don't she work just positive, well, positively no, reinforced the wrong thing. Oh, no, it's, uh, she was like, yo, she did. Thie- she thieving did is super hype, dude. Maybe that, like, yeah, that, that, you know what I, mean? I can get more on yeah. board with that. Yeah. You're absolutely well, it's right. It's like, uh, don't be an authoritarian, be, uh, was it like a warm demander? <laughs> <laughs> be a, 
That's our first T-shirt. Don't be an authoritarian. Be a pescatarian. And on the back, still not quite sure which one that is. <laughs> you know, it's, but no, it's a, it's a like there's a passive parent. There's a like a, a passive aggressive parent. There's the authoritarian, but you want to be authoritative, where it's like a strong presence, but you're not overly like punishments mm-hmm. fit crimes. Uh, and then it's more positive reinforcement, but there's like positive and negative guiding happening. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Yeah, don't get mad. Get angry. Blood for blood. <laughs> what was? What's the first law? Hammurabi. Hammurabi's code. Hammurabi's code. code. Yeah. It's just hey, don't fuck with me because just... I will fuck you up. <laughs> oh, you here's were, how. You were an architect who made a building that ended up collapsing. We we're just gonna kill your whole family because you got a family killed when you, when you're architecture inevitably failed speaking of fucking sweaty premises for these stories uh yeah. sweaty yeah. Sweaty, premises. sweaty premises like this one like this whole punishment like okay i'm not really getting this whole i don't know who's right or wrong or whether this is a good well you said education as well hit so your education yeah. hit your oh. kids or they'll die <laughs> another fucking children's story that i can't stand is if you give a mouse a cookie like tell me the plot of if you give a mouse a cookie one of you if you isn't give this, a mouse isn't a cookie, this the story of a glass of milk of fucking Hitler at uh, Munich when they just what? gave away the Rhineland and they gave away Czechoslovakia and he just kept asking for more stuff? Are you talking about the graphic mal- novel Mouse? No, I'm just saying it sounds like if you give a mouse a cookie is an allegory for World so what War happened II. with yeah. Hitler. Yeah, it's what give, happened with Hitler. Give, we a, let him take the first cookie. If you give the mouse the Rhineland, he's going to want Czechoslovakia. Yeah, like he's just <laughs> going to want <laughs> No, but like the story is like, hey, don't give a mouse a cookie because if you give a mouse a cookie, it's going to want a glass of milk and then he's going to yes. want a straw and then he's going to want all this shit. It's so like, what, like, what is the moral of that story? Don't help people because they're going to need more help and turn into little loafers. It's called the foot in the door technique so it's like a it's a negotiation technique you get them to give you a little bit and then they have a harder time saying no when you ask for more because you've already given yeah and in theology it's called don't be a bastard and <laughs> give the damn bread to people <laughs> <You know? laughs> one a mouse doesn't need a whole fucking cookie okay that's true i know but that's actually the right amount of cookie and you say hey I'm not giving you shit else. <laughs> no, you. Oh yeah, because that's him. what you do when you go up to the homeless guy on the street. Like, I'm giving you one dollar, and no one else is allowed to give you money because I've given you a dollar. Mouse and a cookie. With the mouse, is you proportionally break off the part and you give it to him, and as he's eating it, you just shove the entire rest of the cookie in your mouth. Oh, that's I so can't good. give anything else. Oh. I have nothing more to give, and then you shut the door. Mouse asked for a cookie. Uh, I, I, oh, I don't have any change, I man. You said, oh, do the, the pat your, your pockets. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need cookies uh, sorry, on man. me, dude. I don't, I, don't, I don't carry cookies I, anymore. Yeah, I'm all, it's I'm 2019. All now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. So there's a great uh, – I love that. Ooh, uh, dark. Yeah, but, uh, real fast. Go for actually, it. Actually, yes. keep a few dollar bills. I do keep yeah. like a wad of $1 keep bills a little bit. in my car and stuff for like when I can stop and get – you know, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. A few, few bucks Makes you feel good. You don't have to do it every time. You know, every once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah, it does make you feel good. Be selfish about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, net good for the society here. There's a couple of signs uh, near Enrico County where I deliver right now, uh, and they have these like shitty signs that say, hey, don't give money to people on the media. It's so dark because it help, feels can... like a zoo sign. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a don't feed the awful. animals thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, the only person I've heard try to defend this is like, no, no, because people keep getting hit. Like, doesn't mention that on the sign at all. Yeah. Like, do well, they say, like, do they get hit? If they do, know. then uh, I guess. Right, but yeah, if you're making a sign to stop people getting hit in the media and say something like, due right. to injury, uh, it is now prohibited to stand on the sign. Yeah. Do not, like, but yeah, no, please, no, like, please don't. They're getting hurt. Yeah, yeah exactly. but no, what the yeah. sign says. Don't give the homeless people money, you yeah. schmuck. It's, you literally, know, like, it's literally that. It's If you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> see, that's the stop. fucking moral of that story, right? It's awful. It's an awful thing. Like, what do you see when you see a homeless What do you do when you see a homeless I'm really man, more little mouse and cookie? It's, it's the allegory for the lead up to World War II. And that the author, whoever's giving this, is Neville Chamberlain. Because he <laughs> gave Hitler a cookie. He gave Hitler a cookie. Sorry. I think maybe it should be careful because sometimes that mouse is going to end up being a little bastard. I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's just like. Oh, so we only give good mice draw cookies. Draw a line. <laughs> we only yeah. give sober mice cookies. It also doesn't say. Cookies are delicious. Don't give mice cookies. It, it says, just says if, if you do it, he's going to ask for And I more believe stuff. there's a lot of like maybes in there. I think it's like he might ask for a glass of yeah. milk. So maybe the moral is just like, hey, do this. Just know they might ask for exactly. more and know where to where to stop. It, just, it's you literally like just have 
a line that you're not like where you're done. I should have I should have gotten the book because I want to know at the end no, if someone have. can write to us and tell me how the mouse goes. Is it if you give a mouse a cookie, it's going to do all book. this? So at the end, so therefore, I didn't give the mouse a cookie and I sent the cat on him. Like yeah. I just you know, like, <laughs> now that I think about it, there's definitely something at the end. Brian, if you if you can find it, there's a. Shannon bought a book at a comic book convention that was like, uh-huh. if you give a bear a bong, <laughs> or like give a bear a beer. So there's, there's like a stoner bear, and yeah. then there's like a drunk rabbit. It's like a there's a a guy named Galvin. I for Gary Galvin. I think he writes these adult books. Uh, he's got three of them. Uh, would you like to play with my pussy? Would you like to play with my cock? And would you oh. like to play with my ass? My God! <laughs> you know? But yeah, it's a I, kitty, a chicken, and a and a I donkey. Got it. It's it's very funny. It's just. Well, my pussy doesn't look like everyone else's, and that's okay. Sometimes it's hairy, and sometimes you're gay. I don't know how that, <laughs> that, that rhyme goes. Such but. a particular audience okay. on that one. <laughs> no. this, this, I'm just going to read the Wikipedia plot for if you give a mouse a cookie. All right, bring it on. Boy, A boy gives a cookie to a mouse. The mouse asks for a glass of milk. He then requests a straw to drink the milk, a mirror to avoid a milk mustache, nail scissors to trim his hair in the mirror, and a broom to sweep up his hair trimmings. Next, he wants to take a nap, have a story read to him, draw a picture, and hang the drawing on the refrigerator. Looking at the refrigerator makes him thirsty, so the mouse asks for a glass of milk. The circle is complete when he wants a cookie to go with it. <laughs> it just sounds like... So wait, does he get the like damn cookie? A never... He got... He already got the cookie, and then he's going to repeat the cycle again. Oh, you know what would go really but well with this cookie? The rest of your money. Like, that's like, ba- yeah, like, but that's weird because then it goes milk, cookie, back to milk? Need some milk goes, to wash down no, the milk it must cookie. Go it, goes, milk, cookie. it goes cookie, milk, straw, mirror, scissors, broom, nap story, picture... Hang the picture on the fridge. Fridge leads to milk. Milk leads back to this cookie. This is weird because the beginning of the loop is different than every other iteration of the loop. Correct. <laughs> the cookie and milk. Scene. Look, man. Anyways, do you have another story? Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got one here. Uh, famous one that we all know. And I think this is uh, one of those that we hear a lot, and I don't know if any of us actually believe it. This is the hare and the tortoise. A hare one day ridiculed the short feet and slow pace of the tortoise, who replied, Look here, you little bastard. No. (laughs) (laughs) Though you be swift as the wind, I will beat you in a race. The hare, believing her assertion to be simply impossible, assented to the proposal, and they agreed that the fox should choose the course and fix the goal. On the day appointed for the race, the two started together. The tortoise never for a moment stopped, but went on with a slow but steady pace straight to the end of the course. The hare, lying down by the wayside, fell fast asleep, at last waking up and moving as fast as he could. He saw the tortoise had reached the goal and was comfortably dozing after her fatigue. Slow but steady wins the race, and if you're a procrastinator, you're a piece of shit. I, I mean, I, I obviously it's a larger point about things, but like I definitely fall into like the hard work beats talent idea of that. Yeah, mostly with if you just keep making, like if you keep making stuff, you will get better at making stuff. And guess what? You'll have stuff out there. It just if just because I'm really talented and I could write the greatest story known to man mm-hmm. if i don't sit down and plug away and write it For i'm sure. still sitting there doing nothing sort of yeah. thing i do wish it was something like they got to a hard part of the course and the rabbit had to do something that he didn't have the dexterity for or like <laughs> or like he he trips and street pizzas <laughs> <laughs> like you have a very aristotelian idea of like you know no, there's yes. a tragic flaw that each one of these characters <laughs> needs to have it can't, things just can't but see the happen. thing is like yeah if he didn't if he didn't just stop to rest because he was a little the, the problem is not his speed it's that he's a little asshole yeah, that's yes. why he loses if it yes. were any other hair obviously that hair would have won yeah but it's Smoked not slow him. and steady wins the race it's not being a douchebag wins the race it's <laughs> yeah don't be a prick <laughs> if you're good at something because someone's yeah. gonna work harder and be better than you yeah there's always someone better yeah it's a, it's that's a different moral than hit. you know, and which I think is a great moral to employ yes. to children. There's always someone. If hard, hard work beats talent, and but he'd be like for it. Yeah. tripped, and all the animals watch, like all of the teeth fly out of his <laughs> mouth as he grinds on the road. You know, that's slow and steady wins like a race. Horrifying Chuck Jones cartoon, like he's just wily coyote getting hit. <laughs> you know, he's running so fast, he's just sliding until he slowly becomes nothing but a streak of blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the friction on the ground is rubbing yeah, him into doing... nubs like an eraser. That's what I was gonna. Yeah, like he's digging his heels. And just... Yeah, because that's the kind of shit Ooh. that would happen with Roadrunner all the time, and Wiley Coyote. I I no fundamentally Roadrunner don't was understand. just a demon that relentlessly tortured a Sisyphean esque character who couldn't get out 
of this hellscape canyon. It wasn't his job. He wanted to eat Roadrunner. I know, but He's like, the demon. No. But it was a necessity. He's no, no, no. just a bad demon. No. This is a yattering in Jack. Like, the Roadrunner is the yattering. <laughs> yeah, you're probably <laughs> Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Excellent story by Clive Barker in Books of Blood, Volume 1, I believe. If you yes. have not heard of it, you should go read it. The Yattering and Jack. Okay. Also surprisingly moralistic. Yeah, yeah, super good, very good story. Well, do you, were you guys ever told these kinds of stories like as a kid? Like, I feel like everyone has read bedtime stories at a certain point, but like what the stories are are different. Um, sure, I don't uh, really remember getting read. I I remember as a young child being read the Principito, uh, the the Little Prince. Still haven't read it. I know it had something to do with planets in Argentina. Yeah, it's not not a clue, dude. He's like a little prince, and he goes around in the spaceship. All, all I really—that <laughs> sounds awesome. Honestly, the only thing I remember from that story is he gets to a planet where the only thing on there is an old drunk who's sad, and he's like, "Why are you sad?" He's like, "Cause I drink." He's like, "Why do you drink?" Cause I'm sad. That's I'm fat okay. because yeah. I <laughs> eat, and I eat because I'm fat. I don't know why that's the only thing I remember, but uh, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird how you only remember that very specifically. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't think yeah. I, I heard I. We have the we talked about it during our proverbs episode. I like uh, the devil knows more from being old than from being the devil. But like Which that's, I love, yeah, that's I, a cool one. I usually know shit like that, you know, not, not I, stories. The one I always remember, like the first one when I hear the word fable or fo- like talk fable specifically. Folklore is a little different in that regard, but um, with fables, and it's not Aesop. It was wrongly attributed to him. Um, the scorpion and the frog. Yep. Yeah. Is always the one that comes to mind because it's just it's kind of a real again. Talking about, like, for teaching moments, not – it kind of is and kind of isn't a good teaching method because you could take it a number of ways that could be very bad. You want to reiterate the story to the us? The story is basically um, a scorpion and a frog are across – they're at a river, and they're both like, we need to get across. And the scorpion is just hanging, and he's like, fine, I can't get across. And the frog is like, okay, you're a scorpion. You're super dangerous. Uh, and you normally kill people. Uh, but for our benefit, <laughs> and you're a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> but for our benefit, uh, I can, we can get, like, if you hop on my back, we can get across the river, right? And he's like, okay, we'll, like, form an alliance with this, right? And halfway across the river, the scorpion fucking stings the frog in the back. And they both fucking start to drown. And the frog is like, dude. You're about to die. Why did you do that? And he just goes, I'm a scorpion. And they that's it. it just, just, and they both die in the river. Like a like, leopard can't change its spots sort of thing. Basically is pretty here. much it. Is yeah. so it, it's, it's the the little finger thing of when he goes, I told you not to trust me. It's just like, yes. Shana up shana. front you know what this is. <laughs> don't like believe it. Believe it when people say what they are. Yeah. It's don't pick up hitchhikers. Yeah, it's definitely it's also, no pick up okay, hitchhikers. Maybe, Jeez, maybe, Louise, like, it's don't pick up hitchhikers. The, the inevitable and logical <laughs> conclusion to all these fables are baby boomers. Because like, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of like, don't pick up hitchhikers, screw the homeless. Like a lot of these cool. If these are be like our generation by not getting these stories are gonna be better people. Yeah. Do we, do you actually know about anybody who's been attacked by hitchhikers? Because as far as I know, it's usually the hitchhiker that gets murdered because it's yeah. a serial killer picking them up. Every time, yeah. I mean, I don't know about hitchhikers nowadays, but I've from from all always... the F- FBI books I've read recently, yes, it's every like hitchhiker the... gets killed. Yeah, it's always like the frog rips off his mask and he's the scorpion, and, he, and, he's... and then he rips off the scorpion's <laughs> mask like you're the frog. <laughs> How did you do that? I definitely was just a scorpion moments ago. And also, I can swim because I'm a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Just... No, but like, wait, he's a horrible my way through France. Doctor Moreau. <laughs> frog scorpion hybrid that just stabs up at him repeatedly oh yeah, i could make much better fables than this. this yeah is, i know all right so all right. what sort of lessons for the modern era do we think that we need that fables don't have um don't be racist actually yeah uh, fucking uh there's another one in that same collection the einer kaufman um it's oh boy <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, do you want to think carefully it's, before it's you proceed carefully. yeah i do uh there's a there's they call him Little Wooly Top, but it's clearly the black boy goes out and the non-black boys make fun of him. And this old man sees them and he takes the the, the not-black boys, says, don't make fun of people because they're darker, dips them in a bunch of ink, and then kicks them out of the house. So people laugh at them like, didn't fix racism. Don't think you did anything positive there, but those kids 
aren't going to make fun of black kids anymore, uh, I guess. That's more of like Tales from the Crypt's way to solve those. <laughs> those <laughs> yeah, that's problems. very much the way. Like, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. There is one, there is an old fable that I looked up because I looked up the comic book Fables, which is all about like Mother Goose characters, Brothers Grimm characters, all living in modern New York City in Fable Town in a, like a separate, you know, like a Harry Potter style, like, yeah, you know, mirror sort of thing. Um, Washington with, Irving with Heights. like Bigby Wolf and like Snow White's the deputy mayor and Prince Charming runs for mayor and he wins like all that sort of stuff. But like he's like a woman, you know, they have real problems for these things. Nice. And one that I didn't know before, but then I looked up his thing was called Trusty John. And I just appreciated it because it was just like trust. The actual story goes, Trusty John was an advisor to um, the king. And he was like, the king gave him an instruction of not to let anyone look at a painting in a room. The new king comes in and is just barrels past him and is like, I'm looking at that painting. It's a pretty girl. <laughs> and he's like, I got to find that girl. So Trusty John is like, okay, sure. Let's make that happen. They go on the ship and he learns multiple different thing, like problems will happen unless they get stopped, but he can't tell anybody about them or else he'll start turning to stone. So the first two he gets through by just like, it's like, you know, uh, this thing can't, you know, um, uh, you have to shoo away a horse because if the princess gets on it, everyone fucking dies or something like that, right? Okay. So he just runs up and smacks the horse in the ass. He's like, get out of here. And they're like, yeah. and they're like, trusty John, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm, I just, I'm sorry. Like he can't I say know. if I do the- I got a thing with horses, you know? Um, And so the second one happens, it's like a, you can't have a sip of wine where he just smacks it out of the king's hand. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, trusty John, what is going on? And he's like, please just, I'm trying to help. And then the third one, it's like he has to draw blood from the queen's the breast. Fuck? So like again, it's like it gets like harder and harder to do these things. So he he ends up doing it because he wants to save everybody. Um, and at that point, the king is like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" And he finally just goes and he starts explaining the story of how he got the things, and he just slowly starts turning to stone because he was just like, "I have to be I have to be." It's just basically a giant story of loyalty and trust. Yeah. That just, and it all, it all works out well for him. I don't remember. There's some weird shit that goes on later, but like the idea being just, just always be like, just be loyal, help no matter what, no matter the, it's really help no matter the consequences. This like, is one of those where I want to, if so, if telling the truth makes him turn to stone, does just bullshitting no, no, around make him turn no, no, out of stone again? Not, no, <laughs> no, no. Like, no, no, seriously, Sorry. this was a situation and also I've got a 10 foot penis. And I, like, explain, no. on turning, yeah. I, ex I explained that improperly. It's not about telling the truth. It's about explaining the thing that's going on gotcha like these ravens come and that's what they tell them and they say if you talk about this <laughs> now if you talk about here, this caw, yes i'm the raven but basically they go if you tell anybody that we told like this sort of thing you start turning to stone. It, uh, no one could possibly have seen this because this is not a visual format. When Brian was doing it, he was just making <laughs> the beak motion. Like, beak yeah, when the ravens came up it. and he was coming up, like work. punctuating it, talking to the raven hand. Otherwise, you wouldn't know that it was the raven talking. <laughs> But, I see. I feel like that's a terrible message in this day and age because, yeah, like, anytime it. someone says, "Trust me, you don't need to investigate me or anything," like, now I do. Now I definitely need to know what the fuck you're up to. Panama paper shit. Like, what the fuck's going on here? So if we, when you're asking about like good modern fairy yeah. tales to that like push forward nice good left leaning ideals, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Tales from the Crypt. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> tales from the Crypt. Cre it's, it's horror anthology. Actually, does that shit all the time. Yeah. It, Give it, us an example. Uh well in the movie Creep Show there is like yes. a villainous owner of a company that keeps buying out other companies and firing people mm -hmm. and he like laughs at at people's lives being like he fires some guy and he kills himself and he like laughs at the wife and everything and he is also a germaphobe and is like scared yes. of bugs and so he's like in a nice penthouse like white perfect apartment and the power starts going out and like more and more bugs start like crawling into his thing and he gets eaten alive by cockroaches. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's an allegory not, for communism, yeah, seizing the means of production. Not, not quite a direct correlation between the <laughs> right. bugs and the. Um, but there is one that is very similar to to Trusty John in the movie Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, oh, there's a guy who sees like a crazy demon gargoyle thing kill someone in an alley, and it grabs him and it like throws him up against the wall, and it's like, hey. Don't you fucking tell anybody this shit happened. <laughs> ever. Do you promise me? He's like, yeah, I, I promise. Like, Not of course. ever. Okay. 
Goodbye. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. That's fucking dark as shit. Like a demon comes up, no one will believe you. It's just Ooh. no, no, no. But he's very specific. Yeah, saying one. you can't ever. You, I will not kill you now if you promise me you never, never to tell say. anyone. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And so the the demon gargle thing flies off. Later that night, he meets a beautiful woman. They fall in love. They he like stops being a playboy or whatever. They like get married and have a kid and everything. And like one day. He's like, there's something I've never told you. Like, the night we met, I saw some crazy gargoyle thing kill some some person. And she's like, I told you to never fucking tell anyone. Oh! And starts, like, ripping off all of her skin. And she's, like, weeping as she fucking, like, rips his heart out or some shit and Ooh. flies off with his new baby gargoyle thing. Oh! Yeah. It was badass, dude. That's pretty cool. Damn. The movie's not that good. Snitches get <laughs> stitches. Yeah. That's a modern that's tales a for a modern one. world. I, so when I was running camp, I, I, modern I, tales for modern males. <laughs> yeah, modern <laughs> tales for modern males with a fucking like I was like a cologne scent sample in every edition. <laughs> uh, but no, I was I was running camp and I I saw a couple of lessons that I think we need to reinforce um, again because they they haven't. And Emily pointed this one out to me. It's just like I love my staff and they loved me and they were all little snitches. Like there was no solidarity. Like, some girl was like had cigarettes and a little bit of booze and her roommate immediately came to me and said, yo, you, yo, this happened here. I feel really bad about this, but you got to know like what the, what the fuck? Solidarity. <laughs> like, Dude, I got to fire her obviously, but like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Show some backbone. <laughs> I know, yeah. I have a uh, Fuck the man. I have one more I can think of off the top of my head that's from the first episode of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> just, that's all I got, man. What do you want from me? Um it's an executioner, right? Okay. They all of a sudden pass a law where execution is no longer legal in whatever state he's in. Okay. So he gets fired. Um he can't go back to his old job because he already trained somebody else to take it over. He it's like he's an electric chair. Gotcha. It's like modern. It's like nineties, I think. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um so he starts looking for people who are clearly guilty and getting off because of technicalities and shit like that and starts, like, murdering them execution style in, like, different creative ways. Okay. Um, eventually gets caught by the police. When he gets sent to prison, he finds out that they just passed, they just, like, repealed the law, so execution's okay again, and the end is, like, him back in the, uh, the electrician, the, the chair. The chamber the chair. being, yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. Interesting. Yo, um, I mean, I'm... I'm now that I'm thinking about these anthology shows and things that people should watch because they will just help your moral development. And I totally forgot how much of it I watched. Fucking Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, yeah Twilight Zone will yeah. fix you. That's Absolutely. What I mean. That's yeah. Also, Degrassi. Okay. To uh, the next generation. Degrassi. Yeah. Also, it's like, well, it's not a. Well, it is actually an anthology show where horrifying stuff happens sometimes. Well, it's not an anthology show, but but horrible stuff happens all the time. Oh, I think like yeah, the different you can, generations. You can learn to deal with every single thing that might happen to you in high Any, school. That's, like everything. That is my favorite part of that show is that these ten to twelve teenagers suffer every possible scenario yeah. in high school there's nothing that they do not prepare you for N naked pictures get leaked online damn there's a school shooting forward looking every drug gets used every abused and dealt with there's an addict for there's every a drug pregnancy <laughs> there's a pregnancy there's multiple scare, pregnancies there's multiple abort like there's everything oh, that's right there. it's canadian they're allowed to have abortions yes <laughs> i forgot that's how oh, Drake guy lost gets, his legs. Guy gets testicular. Because of an abortion? I gotta watch Degrassi. No, 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 no the no, school no. shooting. Drake got shot by Drake a school, got shot shooter during the school shooter. Because of Degrassi. abortions? No. Sorry. I I'm, don't think so. They, wait, was no. he supposed was, to be aborted and then he wasn't and now he's a school no. shooter? No. Because that would have been a very twisted plot. No. no, they actually, they like straight up carry the nerd it's carry. kid. It's the, 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 the inciting like, they don't, incident. They don't use blood, you know? They like literally not hot, but like normal tar and feather him. Jesus. Yeah, it's at the end of like the decathlon. It's after he wins the decathlon, he's all yeah. happy, and mm -hmm. then they—it's like Carrie. Yeah, that's what I said. That's oh my oh. god, what did he just say? <laughs> oh really? I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> again, my brain also crossed its eyes yeah. again. But <laughs> then he comes in with a handgun, so shooting people. Yeah. Jesus, this is like fucking Wait, a nerdy. No, kid. Way before he, all of this. he shoots Drake. <laughs> Drake catches him quick, but he was—he was Drake. He shoots Drake. Hard no, and feathered him. Drake runs away, and he gets shot in the back and the spine, and then Sean, Sean the edgy, kind of like hot yeah. topic guy, the Eminem struggles guy. with it. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. And then so, wait, uh, the wait, gun hold on. gets turned and kills the school shooter. Yeah, so I it's got unclear this. if Sean like killed him himself or just got caught in the. So Eminem saw the school shooter and thought to himself, "Well, this looks like a job for me." <laughs> <laughs> just, that is that is literally also, what happened. 
Brian got very close to I wanted to run. Oh, yeah. I wanted to run away. I mean, we got um, both Drake and it. Well, yes. it's actually Drake. We're joking about it being Eminem, but it is literally Oh, that's li- Drake. It's literally the person who is clear. Drake now. Yes. Yeah. It was Drake and the cartoon Eminem. What? <laughs> You're get out of here, dude. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, I guess. And, and, and so. Fuck a lot of these stories. Watch the Twilight Zone and put your kids in front of Creep Show. <laughs> like, you know, there you There's go. There's also a new Creep Show TV show on Shutter. I heard it yes. was really good. It is not. Um, I was gonna say it's it's fine. It's alright. I I enjoy watching it. It's service. There is a Nazi werewolf in one of them. I always like that. Go watch the original Creep Show movie. Yeah. It's directed by George Romero and written by Stephen King and. Special effects by Tom Savini. There's and damn. one of the segments also has a starring role done by Stephen King. <laughs> With my favorite quote ever, oh. meteor shit. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. It's got Liam Neeson. There's all, there's all sorts there's of people. There's a lot of people, people in there. No. Ed, Harris is in, Ed Harris is in there. Leslie Nielsen Leslie is who you're thinking Nielsen, of. Yes. Who's awesome. Ted Danson Wait, the as well. guy from fucking Naked Gun? Yes. Leslie Nielsen And he's actually airplane? awesome. He's an antagonist. and He is unironically so great. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. I got to watch the shit Ted Danson's in that same segment. It's really good. Uh, another well, anthology TV show that was made into a movie, which you could probably take or leave, is the Twilight Zone movie with John Lithgow, who plays yeah. the, yeah. the Terror 20,000 Feet. And it's always just great to watch John Lithgow do something, because John Lithgow's great. He gets good and sweaty in that. Dude, yes, yeah. yeah. he is <laughs> covered a in moist man. That that lesson isn't actually about the paranoia of seeing the gremlin on the wing anymore. It's use deodorant, use <laughs> use antiperspirant. You'll be fine. You're in a public place. You're in a public place. I don't care how much magic the gathering you play. Together. Yeah, Get like, a goddamn dude. stick of deodorant. Oh, the Twilight Zone brought to you by okay. Old Place. Okay, I don't know how, but if there was a way to make a fable about con B.O. and proper hygiene, <laughs> I would write it in a second, okay? I'll go through 48 drafts just to what, get that through people's fucking head. Going yeah. to conventions, there are multiple-day events, right? Oh. Like video game things. But, uh, I thought like, you meant like oh, ex-convict. Video no, game tournaments. Conventions, yeah. Anime conventions. Anime conventions, yeah, usually. Uh, men, generally... Just sit in those hot convention halls for a while, because big crowd or whatever, and I don't know why. Do not make use of a shower or Old Spice or Axe or any number of well-known or generic brands. Who can all of, reach out to us. Who can all reach out to us. Advertising. If, we wa- if, you want to, if, this, if you want this to be the Axe body spray fable, that's fine. Give us money. Um, yeah. Yeah. Welcome they don't to make the point friends. is they don't that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> they don't make use of them. So the entire hotel, even the parts that aren't part of the convention hall anymore, smells and smells. I see you feel passionate. And smells about so much that I think it kills people on the reg and they just you gotta write the story the of uh, Samuel Smelly Pants. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the guy, like those weird kids who come and that's just like don't clean Incredible. up afterwards. Incredible, like disgusting. Okay, yes. get out of here. Um. <laughs> yeah, so that's my only thing. Hygiene. That's, that's a, that's a hygiene hard, maintenance. hard topic to work Please. with. Yeah, that's a. It's not quite as compelling as. It's really you know. hard to make a fable out of something that really should be obvious. <laughs> Use your blinker, or the blinker man will come and break your headlights. <laughs> like so, you know the. I know you said it as a joke, but the Blinker Man is kind of scary. Yeah. Like, I, that, I like that name. There's something off. It, when yeah. you, those names where it's like, you don't just say, you know, the Annihilator. Like, when no. it's when it's something mundane sounding kind of stuff. Quiet Man. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. the like fuck? The, yeah. Dude, like, like uh, do you guys remember that uh, episode man. of Doctor Who, uh, Doctor Who, the Blink one with the Weeping Angels for the yeah. first time? Yeah. The Blinker Man, just all you hear is a. And he just frames <laughs> up. He's just Every super close take- to you. You never see him move. He's just and he's there. Just, he's just making that noise with his mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even see you. I had no idea where you were going to go. But he's like finger gunning the whole way over. Yeah. <laughs> Each one is a click clack. Yeah, he's just, he, I, I'm I'm kind of doing the woody like finger hey, yeah, gun the out of the. Yeah. the... <laughs> no, but I want to see. It's not like, scary no more. He's doing that, and he stops right in front of you, and you look down there, actually bullet holes inside yeah, of you. Exactly. Like, oh, God, if only I had known where he was going, I should have used a blinker. 
this is an ironic death. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What a compelling, <laughs> a compelling I have, fable I found myself in. <laughs> I have learned if only I was still alive so I could put this wonderful lesson into praxis. Oh, good thing I wrote it all down so people can read about it forever. <laughs> oh, no. Is it starting to rain? My finger and the blood on the sidewalk that I wrote this in is wiping away. Oh, God. If only I had watched the local news. Support the arts. <laughs> and he just dies. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think we nailed it then. We, <laughs> yeah, the blinker man. <laughs> so I d- guess we did, dude. I don't know. Did you? Did you? Did we cover all your fables? Yeah, we covered all of them. Um, you know, because I, I like these stories. I like the idea of using storytelling as like how we, how we, you know, mm-hmm. make good people. This is what Aristotle talks about in the Poetics. Like the whole reason that theater is a thing is to make people better. Like the cathartic reaction mm-hmm. is to like cool. I don't have to fuck my own mom I to was get gonna the say, story don't of Oedipus. Don't fuck your mom. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that's what he talks about. Like, Kill your this, dad, fuck your mom. This play right here, all this about. is not only the best play I've seen, but it is the best play that could ever be. This mom <laughs> wow. fucking shit. Yeah, he does drop that bombshell. Because, of course, he goes like, oh, these are the six things that good you know, tragedy needs. Wow, and this has every all every YouTube reviewer to any movie that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> This is the greatest movie I've ever seen, bar none. You said that three movies ago. Oh, my God. No, not The Dark Knight and Suicide Squad and Joker to be the best movie of all time, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Ooh. No, but that uh, that pretty much nails yeah. it for me, fellas. Um, yeah, uh, as always, you can hear us talk about these and other horrifying ideas for uh, childhood development on our website, r-we-friends.com, or on our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are... At underscore can't are we friends? Can't believe him. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> are we <laughs> friends? Fucking hell! Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, I yes. need to write a fable yeah. where he gets the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, little, all right, little podcaster. <laughs> yes, <laughs> little fucking pot, little intro incubus comes. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Show him such sights. Oh god. Um. We both said yes. <laughs> we threw yeses in there real fast. Yeah, I'll go with a yes. Hell yeah. Well, I have been your little suck-a-thumb co-host, Taylor. Uh, I am your thumbless co-host, Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. And we will talk to you next week. <laughs>